We are recording. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Patty, for being on Hamptons Consciousness. We, you know, we look to have people on that are changing the East End and kind of bringing things to people's awareness about the Hamptons that are not just parties and mansions and beaches. We have so much more to offer than just what people know. I know that you are very philanthropic and also an artist. So I want to dive right into a lot of your initiatives and what you do. Tell us everything. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And I'm obviously honored to be on your podcast and discuss um, the wonderful things that are happening in the Hamptons. So I'm an artist, as, as you know. I primarily uh, paint, sculpt, and photograph spoons. That usually pulls people back and they say, spoons? (laughs) Why spoons? And I actually love answering that question. Spoons are the most beautiful object on the planet. They're Zen in form, and they have the most amazing ability to give and receive love in one humble motion. When you feed yourself, you tell yourself that you matter. And when you feed somebody else, it's a beautiful exchange of light and love. And I believe that's humanity at its best. Spoons to me are a vessel. If you think about it, when you hold a spoon, it extends your hand, your heart, and your soul. And when you cook, you're actually infusing your love, commitment, and passion and dedication to the dish. So with every swirl and stroke and and kindness that you infuse, it's tasted by your loved ones and the people that you're cooking for. And that is such a beautiful exchange of energy. So when people say it's the best meal they've ever tasted or the best soup or the best cake or pudding, whatever the the case may be, they're actually not only tasting a delicious recipe, they're actually tasting the person who cooked it. They're actually tasting the love, passion, commitment to the dish. And that fuels one's body with the energy and the goodness and the feeling of, of love. And spoons have the most amazing ability, as I say often, to uh, give and receive that. So with that said, the spoon is a vessel and the vessel to me is a well. And it is a choice how we're going to fill it. They ask people physically, literally, and emotionally and spiritually, how will you fill your spoon today? Because that's a wonderful question. You know, every day is a choice and how we feed ourselves and feed others is also the way we treat ourselves and treat others. So I use spoons as, as, a, as a way to tell stories and hear stories. And um, my art is infused with that type of, of commitment to the, the photograph or the painting. It comes with a spiritual story. And I actually deliver it, but it's there for other people to interpret, which is so beautiful about art. And um, tell me more about like your, is it Spoons of Love? Is, is it Spoons of Love? What is like your, like you've done a collaboration uh, with like Bloomingdale's, like tell us more about the, about the spoon collapse that you, that I've been seeing both in the Hamptons and in the city. So my collaboration with Bloomingdale's and uh, Le Creuset and even Bread's Bakery we actually married three beautiful ideas together. Le Creuset is a beautiful pot and, and, and a beautiful brand that is you know, necessary to, for one to cook with. And Bread's Bakery, as many of you know in New York, is a beautiful bakery that sells delicious challah and, and rugula and, and, and cakes and 
and their their history is infused in New York, and it's it's a celebrated brand that I was very 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 honored to collaborate with. And Bloomingdale's um, had, is the most wonderful store, 59th Street store. Asked me to collaborate with them to create an event around actually Valentine's Day. So that's that's probably why, why you said spoons of love. Um, I have a recipe that is really the cornerstone of my art and my story that I had shared with Bloomingdale's and Bread's Bakery and Le Creuset. And it uh, it actually married their brand. And I'll tell you the story briefly. My grandmother, who uh, lived in Brooklyn, actually 303 Beverly Road, my brother and I would visit her on the weekends. And as we were arriving, uh, when we stepped off the elevator, you could actually smell love. That was my first moment where I think I, I realized that the just the aroma of food can elicit such a feeling of love and welcoming. So as soon as the elevators opened, I remember being sort of like taken away with the air. And my brother and I would float like cartoon characters into her apartment. And then it would just be this burst of love before she even, you know, her hug. We would smell the pot roast and the chicken soup and the bread baking. And that to me was love. But she had the most beautiful tradition on Fridays after we celebrated Shabbat, we would put the leftover challah bread to the side. And she would give my brother and I a basket and we would actually go with my grandmother up and down the elevator and collect bread from her neighbors. We would collect leftover bread from their dinner that night. And the knock on the door, we were, we would open and Mr. You know, Goldsmith or Miss, Mrs. Bloom or Mrs. Uh, Mr. Schwartz or, you know, whomever they were, they opened up the door with such joy and a, a, such a beautiful smile as they handed my grandmother this piece of bread the bread also came with a story maybe the story was we're waiting for my granddaughter to come visit or we're waiting for so and so to get the results of their blood test or we're waiting for my grandson to get into college i mean literally you'd open the door and hear a story and don't forget that was before instagram and facebook so this is the building's way of, of catching up and checking in on her neighbors and my grandmother would take the leftover bread that came with these beautiful well wishes and stories of her neighbors and she would collect them and we'd go back to the apartment and she'd put all the pieces of bread into this big vessel of this big, big bowl. I call bowls vessels. I apologize. This big vet bowl and all the bread would go in and she'd soak it in vanilla, butter, sugar, eggs and cream and she'd mix it with the spoon and she'd be mixing the well wishes and the stories of the building and and the spiritually what they wanted that was infused in the bread and in the pudding and that was when she told me that a spoon extends your hand your heart and soul and that when we're mixing the bread we should meditate and think about this pudding and what it means to her neighbors tomorrow when they come to pick up the piece and absolutely insisted that we could not bake it till the next morning the bread Bread had to soak overnight in the refrigerator because it takes time for, for stories to marinate and the bread needed to talk to each other. And I remember as a little girl thinking the bread was actually talking to each other. And, they were, <laughs> and as the butter and the milk and the sugar were being, you know, infused into this, into the dish, the sweetness and the wellness of the week was going to come out. And it was really incredible what I thought was true. And that's the beauty of children and imagination. And I wake up in the morning and I would wake up to the smell of the bread baking in the oven. And that was another reminder 
of how you could take little pieces of bread and make something beautiful and delicious. And that was my partnership, um, I forgot to mention, with City Harvest. It was City Harvest, Bread's Bakery, Le Creuset, and Bloomingdale's. Because City Harvest, which helps feed the 2.5 million food insecure in New York, uses, repurposes food to feed others. And I guess back in Brooklyn at that time, we were doing the same thing with this, with this recipe at noon her neighbors would come back for their small portion of cake. We would hand each person a piece of cake and the cake was so delicious. The pudding, the pudding, the, the hollow bread pudding was so delicious. It was, it was just pure, pure love. And the fabric of the stories that I collected with my grandmother, with the bread, I believe became the stories of my life and, and was infused in me to be a storyteller and use food, which many of you all know that I love to cook and I love to, to make a beautiful table and invite neighbors and friends. And there's, I just absolutely adore, I mean, really, really love cooking and sharing meals and, and stories with, with friends. That is the cornerstone of my, of my work. So when Bloomingdale's and I collaborated on this event, Bread's Bakery and I used my grandmother's recipe from Brooklyn and we passed out small portions of the challah bread pudding on the eighth floor. My artwork was displayed on the eighth floor of Bloomingdale's and the proceeds went to City Harvest. And Le Creuset obviously was one of the sponsors of the event. It was just a beautiful marriage of so many iconic brands, you know, breads and Le Creuset and Bloomingdale's and my grandmother's story. And I think that the world and the universe has a way of, of welcoming uh, goodness and kindness of others. And I think that that event was a success and it was right before COVID. So for a lot of reasons, it's, it's, it's a memory that I'll always cherish. And then Bloomingdale's another time had asked me to curate three large perfume bottles when they were launching their cosmetic floor many years ago. One was Hermes, Joe Malone and Tiffany. And they gave me these oversized, humongous bottles and said, tell your story on these bottles. It was quite a challenge. I absolutely had no idea what I was going to do. And I had to use one of the mantras that I work on a lot that I love to share with people is part of my creativity and part of, of my um, story is that I close my eyes and I see what I want to create. I, I, I see it in my mind. I, I really meditate and visualize on the creation. And then I go out and I create it. So I see it and I create it. And then after I create it, I believe it. I look at what I've created and I believe it so wholeheartedly that what I sunk, what I created is my vision. And then I be it. I, I see it. I create it. I believe it. And I be it. I became those bottles. I mean, those bottles became people to me. Each one was a close friend of mine. By the time it, it they appeared on the 59th street entrance of Lex between Chanel and, uh, and Chloe. So I decided to look at each bottle as a person. And what did that person want to say? I was the the artist, yes, but I was really just telling their story, if that makes any sense to you. So the Tiffany bottle, I adorned with, with this beautiful silver sequenced fabric. I draped her with this really shiny and glittery fabric that I found downtown in the, the, uh, in the fabric, in the garment district. And then 
I had on the top of the bottle signs made, be bold, be beautiful, be brazen, be you, which, you know, is such a wonderful you know, way for a perfume bottle to stand tall when you walk into Bloomingdale's. Like, I mean, be bold, be beautiful, be brazen, be you. I think women need to be bold, be brazen, be beautiful, and be them. We need to not apologize for wanting to be adorned with silver. And I I put tons of pearls and and it, I just made her like just shine. And and she was owning her her space. And I really love her. I really love that bottle. And then the other bottle, the Joe Malone bottle, had this beautiful round top uh, of the of cap for the bottle. And when I looked at that, I saw this bowl of cherries. Like I said, oh, I'm going to make the top of the perfume bottle adorned with cherries. Like life is a bowl of cherries. And I have this print that I love. It's called Hot Lips. And I made fabric. I had a company make fabric out of my print. And I wrapped with this fabric of, of my from my painting, hot lips. And the hot lips to me is two spoons and lips. And it's just like, it's it's just bold. It's lips, it's spoons, it's sexy, it's fun. And I put leather straps on her and buckles. And then at one moment, I had this idea that I'm going to actually use another slogan that I love that I have actually on one of my jackets, which says, feed me, love me, accept set me. And I I had these straps literally with these words embroidered on them. On the neck of the bottle, it said, read my lips, which sort of correlates with the lips photograph that I had and the fabric that I made. But was really cool was what the lips were saying was, you know, read my lips, feed me, love me, accept me. You know, it's okay to ask for love. It's okay to ask people to accept you. It's okay to ask someone to feed you metaphorically, literally, spiritually. I don't even mean with food, but just with, with gratitude. So this bottle had a lot to say. And then the last bottle I decided, because it was circular in, in structure, I decided to make that my storyboard. And that bottle said, life is a circle of spoons. And I made a chain around it of spoons dripping down off each other, just literally one spoon, chain, spoon, chain, spoon, chain. It went in a circle and it was called life is a circle of spoons. And I actually made wallpaper out of one of my uh, pieces called choice, which is just a a beautiful photograph of a plain white spoon, sort of um, an embryo or a blank canvas. The spoon is basically waiting to be filled with whatever you choose to fill it. I call that that piece choice because that is a choice, how we fill our spoon. And then I created 40 different little blurbs about spoons and I glued them onto the bottle um, in a circular motion. And some of those sayings uh, married the story, which was, we feed our children, our children feed themselves, our children feed their children. Together we feed our community, our community feeds us. To give is to receive, to receive is to give. Life is a circle of spoons. What is beautiful about that is just that that's one thing that will never change. No matter what race, what religion, what socioeconomic background we're from, we all use spoons to feed each other. And that bottle just stood for everything that's good in the world. And she stood in the middle. And it was probably one of my proudest moments besides the birth of my two children, of course, to have those bottles in Bloomingdale's and for them to have believed enough in me to give me the opportunity to do so. 
I love that. And tell me more about the spoons initiatives, like throughout the Hamptons. Is it all like similar messages? That's a wonderful question. So COVID was a very difficult time for so many people all over the world. We were living history and it was a moment that I had, what part of that history, what part of of this moment in time, how was I going to contribute to this moment in history? How was I going to use my spoons to help feed others during during this very difficult time in our in our world and so i i created a campaign to help city harvest at that time where i called this wonderful company it's called perfect stick they're based in florida and they make these little wooden spoons they're organic and they're just really a beautiful uh, depiction of, of a spoon. I really was excited when I saw them. And I asked them if they could actually put inside the spoon, each spoon a saying. I actually put inside five different spoons, five different sayings, love, peace, health, joy, and hope. I felt that those were the five things we were all in need of. We needed hope for a better tomorrow. We needed to know we were loved. We needed peace, peace of mind, body, and soul. We needed health, of course, and we needed joy. We need to know that to wake up and feel a sense of joy in the midst of this chaos. So perfect stick and I worked together and we had the spoons stamped with peace, love, joy, health, and hope. I bought, how many spoons did I buy? I bought about 5,000 spoons. And I went to local stores in the Hamptons and I approached them and I said to them, if I could take up five minutes of your time, I would love to leave 50 spoons with you. Your countertop is prime real estate for this project. So the idea is I leave 50 spoons with you. You explain that one spoon will help feed one family for one day thanks to City Harvest. City Harvest can literally help feed one family for one day for $1. So each spoon, this is 50 spoons. This, If you sell each spoon in here for a dollar each, that would be 50 families that would be fed otherwise. And there's a QR code that people could scan and the money goes directly to City Harvest. So there's no no mistake, this is what um, the project is, is going to work for. My goal is to sell 10,000 spoons this summer and feed 10,000 families. Literally every store that I approached in the Hamptons thanked me for giving them the opportunity to spend their time in their stores to help others, to use their customers and their clients and their, their counter to help others. And they were so gracious and so giving and so welcoming and kind that the project was such a success. We fed 11,000 families. And I thank every store in the Hamptons that participated. I thank everybody in the Hamptons last summer that participated because we proved that together we could make the change in people's lives. Together, we could create the change that we want in the world. And for me, it's one spoon at a time. A Hampton Signs was amazing. They helped me create signs and, and an installation in front of Herrick's Hardware. Herrick's Hardware was incredibly generous to give me their stoop outside where we had an art installation that I created that was really the, um, the voice of the campaign. It was, it was a collective effort of kindness. And we are really blessed to live in a community 
that thinks of others and welcomes the opportunity to rally and, and feed the insecure. That's beautiful. I love that message. So simple yet so profound. I just want to give a shout out to Stevenson's Toys. Roy called me over Christmas, uh, right before Christmas, and said, I'd love to collaborate with you on a Christmas tree that's filled with spoons and somehow use my store again to help raise money for those in need during the holiday season. So we actually partnered with Heart of the Hamptons, which is a wonderful, wonderful organization to get involved with that helps feed the food insecure out east. And he actually sold the spoons in his in his store during Christmas time for Heart of the Hamptons. And it was a tremendous success. And I look forward to working with Heart of the Hamptons this summer. Amazing. And- yeah, I was going to ask you, so will this be like, is the goal 20,000 this summer? What what are the goals? Well, I did set a goal to have 10,000 spoons sold this summer. I'm going to be working with Heart of the Hamptons in the Hamptons for with the same spoon drive. I think the goal is just to educate and elevate people's consciousness of how easy it is to help another family. That when you're online at, you know, Golden Pear or Starbucks or I just, you know, a, just a dollar will go so far. Just to pick up a spoon, buy a spoon, have another family fed because of you. I think it would, it should, people should understand that that starts your day off on the right note because every day is a gift. It's not a given. And we are all so blessed to have what we have. And and I find that most people I meet are very generous to many charities. So I, I'm grateful that they're helping me with mine, but there are a lot of wonderful charities there and, and wonderful people in the Hamptons that work really hard to raise money for very, very important causes. So how do they find you? How do we support your spoons? And how do we help with the City Harvest effort? The City Harvest Spiritual Spoon Fundraiser is still in progress. I'm never going to stop. Okay. And what is your website so that we can plug to it and share it with our? Patty Grable, P-A-T-T-I-G-R-A-B as in boy, E-L. Dot com and then if you um, go to projects you'll you could see city harvest spiritual spoon project I'm also working now in Florida with feeding South Florida that will start next year as well Heart so of the Ham- and then right. we'll find about yep. and we'll learn how to stamp out hunger one spoon at a time and this summer we have not launched yet the project that we're doing for heart of the Hamptons but of course now after your beautiful podcast. And when people see spoons adorned on countertops all over, they'll understand what they stand for. And I'm most grateful if people purchase them. Well, thank you so much for telling us about the Spiritual Spoon Project. We look forward to to helping you and buying our spoons wherever we find them sold. And is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? We'll look out for your art, your installations, the spoons. You're very kind. I just really want to tell, you know, to just share the, just to share the spiritual meaning behind a spoon again is that, you know, feeding yourself is the most important part of your day. When you feed yourself with love and nourishment and kindness, you're really telling yourself that you matter. So it can be a meditative moment when you're eating and the choices that you choose to fuel your body with and to always extend your heart your table to others. And it's 
and the gift of giving is receiving and and receiving is the gift of giving. So I'm grateful that I found my passion and that I could share it with others. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Patty. I look forward to seeing you this summer and helping you spread the word. Thank you for joining us on Hampton's Consciousness. Thank you.